For the things we do each day, we humans have always looked for smarter solutions to improve the quality of our lives. When it comes to eating better, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make it easier than ever before to enjoy a healthy, simple, yet great experience every day. All meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Less expensive than takeout, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing between 6 or 18 meals per week. You can pause or reschedule anytime. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off. That's code gratitude50 at factor.com gratitude50 to get 50% off. Hi Gratitude Seeker, have you heard of Mood Plus? It's a supplement based on a clinically studied strain of bacteria that promotes mental well-being and stress resilience. Here's what Kelly had to say about it. I'm able to be more patient with my kids and have more clarity to make the many decisions I have to make every day. Find out more about the science behind Mood Plus by going to Mood dash plus.com that's m-u-d dash plus.com and use promo code trymud for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description the gratitude podcast episode 44 and i suddenly began to think gosh i'm so lucky i'm really very lucky and i've never realized this so that was sort of the the beginning of my journey and i think it's important because i think when you start to go deep into your imagination, that is when you begin to realize that actually the things that you have and you take for granted, other people don't have. And it's when you realize that other people don't have these things and you, you climb inside their bodies, you climb into their skin and you start to see the world through their eyes, you really feel what it is to have something. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seekers, and welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have a really special guest for you. Her name is Annabel Abs. And after 15 years running a consultancy, um, marketing consultancy company, she took a career break to bring up her four children before returning to her first love, literature. But I will let her tell you more about uh, what she's been up to, um, about her journey, and... Um, about what she wants to share with us today. Annabelle? Thank you, Georgian, and thank you very much for asking me to come and talk to you today. This is such an interesting opportunity. Totally. So um, what should I start? Should I start with my move from sort of corporate life? Because I think it's very important uh, in the whole context of, of thinking about gratitude. So I was originally a very, a very a corporate person. I ran a company, I set up the company, uh, and then I, I sold the company after 15 years. Wow. And I spent some time looking after my, my little children. 
And then I felt the need to do something much more creative. And I wasn't quite sure what it was at first. First of all, I thought I was going to be a photographer. And I went back to art school and I, I did some photography training and it wasn't quite right. And then I started writing. I started blogging about two different things, actually. And um, I began researching the story of a, a young girl growing up in Paris in the 1920s. And she wanted to be a dancer. She was the daughter of a, a very famous Irish writer called James Joyce. And this was where I really started to discover uh, gratitude. This was sort of the beginning of my gratitude journey, although I didn't know it at the time. And I should say that as a nation, we British people are, are not particularly um, grateful. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way, but we, we're not really upbeat and positive like the Americans. We tend to be a bit more grumbly. We moan about things. We um, often see the negatives before we see the positives. And it was while I was researching my story, um, which is obviously a, a true story, while I was doing all the research, I was going to Paris a lot and to uh, Trieste and to Zurich. I started to realize how very lucky I was actually to have been born in the last 50 years and to be living here in the UK, in fact, in the West, um, but particularly to be born now with electricity and uh, central heating and you know, food. You can just go to the supermarket and buy a, anything you want. And all of these things, I suddenly thought, my God, this girl I was writing about, she didn't have that. She couldn't do things. She couldn't vote. She couldn't choose her own clothes. She wasn't allowed to dance on stage because that wasn't something that young women did. And I suddenly began to think, gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm really very lucky. And I've never realized this. So that was sort of the, the beginning of my journey. And I think it's important because I think when you start to go deep into your imagination, that is when you begin to realize that actually the things that you have and you take for granted, other people don't have. And it's when you realize that other people don't have these things and you, you climb inside their bodies, you climb into their skin and you start to see the world through their eyes, you really feel what it is to have something. Whereas before that, I would just thought, oh, you know, I've got this, I've got that, the fridge is not working, the heating's playing up. You know, I was always moaning about something because it didn't work or it didn't work as well as I wanted it to or it wasn't fast enough. And then I began to imagine myself as this young girl in a different country, a different time, who had nothing. It's a sad story, actually, because eventually her brother describes, uh, her brother decides that she, uh, she's too mentally ill to live in society, and he has her locked up. And of course, in those days, any man could take his sister, his mother, his wife, and have her locked up in a mental asylum for the rest of her life. And I just started to think, my gosh, no one can do that to me. I'm so lucky. But of course, most of us don't go around thinking, oh, I'm really lucky. I'm so grateful that no one can lock me up. Because we, <laughs> because we take it for granted, because we haven't had that journey. We haven't traveled inside someone else's body, into their head, someone from a different, a different era. So I think um, moving from a corporate life to a, a creative life made it much easier for me to start to experience some form of gratitude. Before that, I really, I really hadn't, I don't think, I probably hadn't ever really felt grateful for anything. I just expected it all. And when it came, it was like, oh, this is quite nice. Uh, and then I moved on. So that was the beginning of my, my journey. And I would always recommend that anyone who 
who feels that they need to uh, develop their imagination or, or learn perhaps how to inhabit other people's bodies uh, either either takes up acting that's a, a brilliant way of doing this or or tries writing because then you do see the world through someone else's eyes and I think that's an important step it was an important step for me anyway important step on on one's gratitude journey does that make does that make sense yeah totally totally because uh, when we are uh, living our life experience and we're we're used we're usually used to the good things and um, I'm actually reading a book right now on on how this actually works in our brain and it's really really interesting um, we we tend to forget about the, the the good things that are happening and we only see the bad things because we are wired this way so for millions of years we we were wired this way so we can survive Mm. And um, when uh, we we're able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and see life through their eyes and uh, through their experience, it makes a lot of sense that uh, that brings a lot of gratitude for the little things that we have. Like right now, uh, <laughs> I I have some uh, some some issues with uh, with the plumbing and. Uh, we can't use the washing machine or we, we can't take a shower or a bath. And these simple things, it's like, of course, I can take a bath whenever I, I have the time, of course, um, usually, but we don't appreciate them. And now when I don't have this, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I would love to be able yeah. to do that easily and to not to have to, I don't know, take my clothes to uh, some other place to get them washed and everything. I had that in my house. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? Incredible, actually. Um, but actually, yeah. uh, how, how we met, um, I actually read an article of yours and I thought it was brilliant and I loved the energy and I loved the fact that you, you are so passionate about gratitude. Um, and you had a, um, an interesting experience how, uh, about it. And yes. uh, I wanted uh, to uh, have you here and share it with uh, the Gratitude Seekers of the Gratitude Podcast. Okay, well, let me share it with you. So I was at a stage in my life where I was feeling a little bit grateful for what I had, but it wasn't, it wasn't a very deep, it wasn't a deep feeling of gratitude. It was just a, it was a good start. It was the first step. But then something happened to me, and this was very recent, about two months ago. And I was, I was walking home from a, a conference and I had some sort of strange, uh, it was either a seizure or a faint or something. Anyway, I collapsed on the pavement, but I collapsed so hard and I seemed to come to, I came down you know, head first. I collapsed so hard that I broke my skull. I fractured it. it. In fact, it's still cracked. It's broken all the way right across the top, right down oh, to the my God. base of my neck. So I was, uh, I was ambulance to hospital. I went into an A&E department, accident and emergency, and I was unconscious for about two hours. And when I came around, I had all these tubes and wires and I was on all these monitors uh, in hospital. And I didn't know where I was or how I got there or whatever. But for a few days, I was there and I got moved to a ward. And because of the head injuries, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I could, every time I tried to move, everything spun around. It was like being very, very, very drunk or very, very seasick for the whole time. And ver oh constant vertigo. So I couldn't, I couldn't move without holding on to someone. And it felt horrible. It was just a very unpleasant feeling. Eventually, they moved me to another ward and I had a bed. I was very lucky. I had a bed right by a window 
and I sat looking out of the window and looking down onto the street. And below me, all these people were walking, walking their dogs and their pushchairs, and some of them were running, and some were even sprinting. And I was very, very envious. I really wanted to go for a walk. It was the thing I most longed for was to, was to walk, just to get up and walk. And I, I knew I wouldn't be able to for several weeks. And it occurred to me that all the people walking and running and having wonderful experience on two legs, it occurred to me that they had no appreciation of that at all. And I felt very angry. I wanted to open the window and shout at them and say, you know, you're so lucky you can walk. Do you know how lucky you are? Because I knew, I knew they didn't. I knew they all took it for granted, uh, like I had done for the previous well, decades. Uh, but luckily, the window was closed, so I couldn't open it, and I couldn't move to the window anyway. So I just watched them. But I, I made this mental, a mental promise to myself. I, I said to myself, as soon as I can walk, I'm going to be grateful. Every single day, I get up and stand on two feet and just walk across my room and down the stairs. I'm going to, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you to whoever that I can walk. Uh, but I also, while I was lying in hospital, I also thought, that's not going to happen. It's really not going to happen. I'm just going to forget about it. I'm just going to go back to normal. And um, as you've mentioned, I run a blog. And the blog is um, really designed to help anyone who wants to have a healthy second half of their life. Uh, so it's, it's full of tips and hints on you know what to eat and what to do to keep your bones strong and make sure you keep your memory fresh. So while I, while I recuperated in hospital, I just started to sort of Google. And I was, I was quite interested in this gratitude thing. I'd never heard about gratitude as a, as a sort of as a philosophy. And I started Googling gratitude research, gratitude old age, gratitude health. And all of these reports were popping up one after another from the Harvard Medical School and from various, particularly American universities, where scientists and medics had been researching what happens to people who feel grateful, but specifically people who practice uh, what they call the attitude of gratitude, uh, people who, who make a, a conscious effort to practice it in their lives. And I, I couldn't believe these reports. So I kept Googling a bit more and more reports popped up saying that people who practice gratitude uh, had fewer aches and pains. They lived longer. They were happier. They were less prone to depression. Uh, and also relevant to me, they recuperated from illness more quickly. So I thought, right, OK, I want to walk. I've got to start being more grateful. And I realized I had to make a conscious effort to not just think, oh, how lucky I am, but to try and do something about it. And one of the really interesting reports, which you will know all about, but I knew nothing, was a report that showed that it wasn't good enough to think it in your head. You had to make that tangible. You had to write it down in a letter or a journal, or you had to say, you had to include some sort of ritual, some spoken word. And it was quite funny because years ago, my husband and I, we're not religious. He, he is an atheist and I am an agnostic. So there is no, no God in our lives. But years ago, when we, we had our children, we had a conversation and I said, it would be so nice if we could bring them up to say something like the Lord's Prayer, you know, to say something before mealtimes. And historically uh, in Britain, people would say the Lord's Prayer, you know, thank you, God, for what we're about to receive. They would say it before they ate. But now our society is very, very secular. You know, very few people go to church. No one says prayers. So we thought, mm, what can we do? No, it's just going to be really naff. It's not going to sound right. And we forgot all about it. But as I was doing my research into gratitude, 
I came across um, people talking on YouTube, actually, some, some people talking about how they had brought gratitude into the whole family by using it, talking about the things they were grateful for, particularly before meals. So I said, so I said to my husband, I want to start doing that. I'm worried that I'm not going to appreciate my legs. I'm just going to go back to how I was moaning and <laughs> complaining. And he was like, yeah, okay, let's try it. And I've got three teenage girls and an 11-year-old boy. And I thought, oh, do you know, they're really not going to like this. They're going to think it's really cheesy. And they're going to think it's really uncool, unhip. <laughs> uh, but my, my husband was very supportive. He said, no, let's try it. So, so I came out of hospital and I slowly got better. And the first This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. meal we went I went downstairs to the kitchen walking feeling very grateful and I said to my teenage girls they were also you know hanging around flicking their hair and being very teenagery I said right we're all going to say just one thing that we're grateful for before we eat and they sort of looked at me and said what I said just one thing my husband said yes come on we've all got to say one thing we went around the table and everyone came up with one thing they were grateful for. And at first, we felt a bit self-conscious. You know, it felt a bit strange. Uh, but it went, it went well. And some people were saying, one of my daughters said about three things. And uh, even my little boy, he came up with something. And I thought, oh, that's quite nice. And we all felt quite good. We had a nice meal. And then we, we, since then, we've tried to keep it going. And it's really, really worked. We do it now before every family meal. So that's weekends, that's lunch and supper in the evening every evening we do it and everyone says something and if someone doesn't want to say something they don't want they don't have to we don't make it a rule but actually everyone does and a couple of occasions now you know my husband and I we've forgotten to say we've forgotten to mention gratitude we just started eating and one of my children has said hey we haven't done gratitude oh so that's now, so cool <laughs> now we all do it and if if my parents come over or my husband's parents they do it as well so it's we're, we're trying to sort of spread it out and the reason that we're doing this is because I came across one report that showed that uh, not only does gratitude have to be tangible, but also if you make it tangible, it spills out. So it ripples out and has a wider effect. And when it has this wider effect, then other people also start feeling grateful as well. So it, it, it's much bigger than just me being happy about having my legs back. Uh, it's about something much bigger now. And that's where I think gratitude is really exciting. And the research that's coming out, particularly out of American universities, is also really exciting. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm remembering uh, an episode that I did uh, several weeks ago. Um, an American multimillionaire uh, was my uh, guest. And he said something like this, that 
when uh, he began to be uh, grateful, it was really great for for the people around him that mm. he was a much better person and uh, much easier to deal with. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's some truth in that. But the other thing about so the other thing I did actually as well as bringing it into the family, was I, I tried to write, and I don't do this very often, I tried to write a letter. I've, done, I've only done about two in the last, or since I came out of hospital, where I've just written a letter about the things that I'm grateful for. And I've mentioned specific people where I have their names. And then I've sent it to them on email. And they've started doing that to me as well. Wow. And on the <laughs> days, yeah, there are days I think when um, you, you don't feel grateful. I have them. Everyone has them. And there are really bad times when you, you go into a very dark place. And I think when you're there in that really dark place and, you know, you've been through a terrible bereavement or a trauma, I don't think gratitude can be forced. And I think when you're there, you have to express those feelings first, anger or grief or whatever it is. Um, but when I feel really on, on days where I don't feel any gratitude, what works, what has worked in the past is when other people have shared their gratitude with me. And that has helped me to then come out of those, those dark days and, and to find my own gratitude again. So I think it's definitely something that works the more people do it and the more people share it. Exactly. This is, this is really beautiful that, that you mentioned. I think that when we create um, an environment in which people are grateful or at least express their gratitude every once in a while, it makes it so much easier for you to be grateful because when, when for you it's harder to be grateful, you have the other people that uh, if you are low, they might be high. <laughs> they might be yes. really happy and really grateful and they might uh, get you up also. And it's beautiful that by you setting an example for, for your family, um, your family and your friends supported you in when you weren't that grateful. And I think this is brilliant. This is a great tip for, for our listeners. And um, it's really beautiful that you mentioned it. I think, I think also that's why I know a lot of people do gratitude journals, particularly in America. A few, it's not such a big thing here. In fact, gratitude is not, just a, not such a big thing in the UK. Um, but the thing about a gratitude journal, for me, the reason I haven't done one is because um, it's a very private thing. So occasionally I might write something on a piece of paper before I go to sleep and just put it in my drawer. But for me, the public gratitude, I think, uh, works better than, than the journal. So, so I don't do the journal, but I know that works for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it does. I am not um, a big fan of uh, gratitude journaling. I think it's great, but I'm always focusing on the feeling. So I'm always trying to feel the gratitude more than just write things that, that mm. could make me uh, grateful. Because I tend to, when I write usually uh, things like this, I, I, try, I tend to be more uh, in my mind rather than what I'm feeling. So uh, maybe this is a, a guy thing or something, <laughs> but um, it yeah, usually... Well. <laughs> It, it helps with uh, feeling it and just saying thank you uh, out loud or saying thank you like a mantra somehow. And that gets me feeling grateful. And suddenly I get to see all the beautiful things in my life and the things that I'm grateful for. And this works bet better for me than uh, just writing three things or something like this and afterwards going about my life and forgetting about gratitude at all. Well, I, I agree with you. I'm, I feel the same way, actually. 
I think there are so many benefits to having it to having it sort of more public than perhaps in a in a journal. Exactly, um, exactly. And uh, like, was it hard to convince your your partner and your family to uh, to embrace this, or how was it for you? No, it was it was surprisingly surprisingly easy, very easy actually. Uh, and I'm I, I mean I hope so. So my first daughter leaves home in. Um, in a few months she goes off to university so i hope that she will take that practice with her she might not and it might be really uncool when she gets to university <laughs> but i hope i hope that perhaps she will try it and if it doesn't work for her then because it's too uncool or whatever perhaps she will come back to it later in life so i think i think it can work like that in the same way that people who have been brought up in a religious in a more religious family might come back to, they might go away for a bit and then 30s or 40s they'll come back to it But of course, we've never been a religious family, so there is no um, there's no traditional faith for anyone to come back to. So perhaps gratitude will take the take the place of that, if you like. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it's a really beautiful ritual to have in in family, and I'm sure that um, that will have a positive effect in, in the long term as well. And hopefully, uh, if the the gratitude podcast will grow as as I hope. It will be cool for young people also to to do this and uh, for her to to continue the practice because um, as I'm reading uh, this book right now, um, we are we are wired to be, let's say, like you said about uh, about the the British people, um, to think about what's not going okay and all kinds of things like this, and in order for us, for us to rewire this. We need to bring a lot of positive experiences, and to be to make this constant. And the the thing is that um, our brain wants to protect us, and if we um, if we give it positive experiences, it it will protect us even better. Actually, this is the funny thing, uh, because it will be in a in a more harmonious state, and um, all of the things that we need to 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 do in this world and all of the challenges that we have when we are in that state it's much easier for us to take care of everything and it's really interesting because um it's like counterintuitive you would think that if you're on the look lookout uh, all the time for what might go wrong um mm. it might be more useful but actually if you're in a better state and you're grateful and you're feeling great um it's much more easier for your brain to deal with everything that's going on in life Yes, yes, I think that's right. That sounds that sounds a very interesting book. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> um, hardwiring happiness. I think Hard, uh, hardwiring happiness. Yeah. Okay, is that by is that by an American? Uh, most probably. Or, most, most probably, yes. They're very they're very good at gratitude. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of research on, on gratitude and uh, yeah on the human brain and on this positivity 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 part of life yes yes it seems to come more naturally more naturally well it seems to come very naturally to them to a lot of them i mustn't generalize yeah <laughs> so i i can't think uh so i i can understand why british people can be more uh i don't know more uh moany or how you said it <laughs> because the weather there isn't very helpful like i've been no. to britain and uh it's like all the time you might get uh 
a rain or rain. Uh, it might, the weather might change really fast uh, and all kinds of things like this. And that it's really hard to, to, to be a very cheerful and sunny and everything if, if the weather isn't like that, because it does influence us. We, we're human and we, we love sunny weather. We love it when it's... Yeah. But yes, and we can the, feel the sun, free to be ourselves, yeah. The sun definitely has a huge impact, I think, on, on how upbeat we feel. Um, but on the other hand, we need to feel grateful that I'm looking out of my window now and it's very, very green out there. The trees are green. Everything is green. And that's because we have so much rain. So sometimes it's about reframing your experience, isn't it? It's about looking at something. And instead of thinking, oh, it's always gloomy, it's looking at it and thinking, gosh, it's so beautiful and green. But that's because... You know, it's about to rain in a minute. So I, I quite like this idea of reframing things so that we don't, we feel excitement rather than fear. And we, you know, we feel some you know, positive feelings rather than negative emotions. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's, it's really important and it really does have an impact on the brain. And I'm really happy that I found this, um, this book and this research on the brain because I, I always felt this, that it's happening in, in my life. Like uh, I was happiest all the time when I was grateful. For me, it was really easy. When I was focusing on uh, the beautiful things that were working in my life, I was really happy. And when I, when I got this to be a habit, mm. it was exhilarating. So I loved life, everything. Even if there were challenges, uh, I was able to deal with them in a, in a different way. And uh, I'm really happy that I found this research that we can build this up in our brain because we have all kinds of neural pathways um, that keep us alive, that keep us away from danger, and they are really important. And it's it's normal because we've been uh, constructed this way so we can survive. But uh, when we construct new neural pathways, we are we can see life differently but this needs practice like you said it's really important to to practice otherwise <laughs> it's really hard well it's such a simple thing to practice if as all these american reports suggest if gratitude the practice of it really does help people to have a healthier life in other words you're not having to go into hospital so often which means you're not being a burden on the on the national health service you're not taking up taxpayers money by being in hospital uh, if if that's the case then we really should all be doing it because it's such a simple cheap well it's free isn't it it's a simple free thing that anyone can do you can do it anywhere and it could have such an enormous impact on on you know how we live our lives in the in the second half of our lives yeah totally totally and um I, I was just wondering, you said that you weren't grateful um, for all of your life. Um, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude? Like 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Uh, <laughs> that's such a good question. I think I would, if I would go back and I would meet someone who was practicing gratitude because I don't think I was ready to, to find it myself. But if, if I had come across someone uh, earlier in my life, perhaps when I was a teenager, perhaps if my parents had, had done gratitude at the table, or perhaps if when I was a teenager, I'd met someone who, who wrote me little notes. I have a friend now who writes me little letters all the time about what she's grateful for. Perhaps if I'd met her when I was you know, 18 or 19, 
I would have thought, oh, this is quite nice. But I don't think when I was young, I don't think it was ready to, to come. And in fact, quite a lot of people I've spoken to since, and a lot of people responded to that, to the blog post you talked about. A lot of people said that it was that brush with death. It was coming face to face with death or, or, or poss- yeah, potential death that made them realize how, how lucky they were to be alive and what a privilege it was to be alive. And I think when you're young, you don't, you don't come face to face with danger or illness of that magnitude so often. It's when you, it's when you get older, you start to, you start to have more, more close shaves with death or, or with very serious illness. So perhaps, perhaps it can't always be forced. Perhaps it comes when it's meant to come. Perhaps I was meant to be a late developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But, but I hope not. I hope, I hope everyone else sees it before I did. Well, this is why the Gratitude Podcast exists, actually, because... And people, you're very young. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, because people like you uh, who have discovered gratitude, like, because many people know about gratitude as a concept, as, okay, you, you have to feel grateful or you have to say thank you or things like this. But mm. people that actually live it, that have actually experienced this, this, this is what, what I wish for the people listening to us right now to be inspired by your story and to to be inspired by by your situation and learn from from your experience and see uh the impact that gratitude can have and the fact that um they don't need to actually go through what you went through to to discover it and to feel it they might be actually lucky enough to to just be inspired by by you and uh, by feel you. the gratitude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> by your podcast, hopefully, yes, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. So this is this is what, uh, why I'm doing this, and mm. um, I think it's it's much easier for people to to actually get to this earlier in life. Like like I like I am right now. I know about gratitude. I feel gratitude, and I'm uncovering more and more because it's really interesting that even though I'm doing this like for one year or so, um, uh, these interviews I'm, th- I'm talking about, uh, I'm still discovering new things. And uh, even though I've talked by now with more than 40 people or so about gratitude, uh, I still learn new things. And uh, the way, for, for instance, the way you experience gratitude and the way you um, practice it it's really unique and uh, it brings a, another uh, perspective on gratitude, which is really interesting and might resonate with many people. I hope so. So um, you were mentioning um, that you have people in your life that you're grateful for. Would you like to mention a few people and why you're grateful uh, for them? Well, I think like everyone, I'm obviously grateful to my friends and family. So everyone says that. But I think actually what what has been really interesting to me is how grateful I am to strangers and how grateful I often am to people. I have no idea who they are, which is a shame because I'll never get to thank them. But there are a lot of people that I'm grateful to. I don't know who they are, but quite often they're people who just smile at me, people who smile and say good morning. We don't do so much of that in Britain. I don't don't know, maybe there's more of that in, in your country. Uh, but that always cheers me up. A total stranger just smiling and saying good morning. And I'd like to thank all of the strangers, all the people that have smiled at me and said good morning or good afternoon, even though they don't know me, even though I'm probably walking along with a very grumpy face. They've, they've gone out of their way to do that. 
And also there were some people in hospital. There were a couple of women on either side of me in hospital. I don't know who they are because I couldn't really uh, concentrate in hospital. My brain wasn't working at all well. But they were both the most extraordinary women. They were both single mothers. They both had five children. One had just had a new kidney and she'd been having uh, dialysis for eight years, going into hospital to have dialysis three or four times a week. And these women were so extraordinary. They really kept my spirits up in hospital. They talked across me. I couldn't join in the conversation, but I just listened. And they talked across me about how they, how they fed their children and all the problems they had. And uh, neither of them had much money. Neither of them had anything particular. You know, they, they obviously hadn't had very privileged lives in any way, but they were so resilient and so resourceful. And I, I, I don't even know their names, but I would really like to thank them because they reminded me and still remind me constantly of how lucky, how lucky I am. So isn't that funny how quite often we feel gratitude to, um, to people we don't know? Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I think this is really beautiful that you that you mentioned because uh, when we when when we think about gratitude, we think of, of course of the people around us and the friends, family, and um, we tend to forget the the little the little things, the little gestures, like someone holding the door for us or something really simple that people do for us that they're not obligated to do and. It's really beautiful that we live in a society that uh, um, is okay with this, <laughs> like not just okay, but people are doing this yes. in, in in our society, and it's it's really beautiful. And um, this is this is one of the things that uh, the book was uh, referring to the fact that when we we are in um, two kinds of states uh, in our brain, um, I'm not so sure exactly which. Um, what the states are, but um, the one where, when we focus on on gratitude and on the positives, um, we tend to be become better people, and we tend to uh, because we don't feel threatened by the exterior, and we don't feel like we have to attack or we have mm. to, uh, like fight or flight. We don't have to uh, fight anyone, and we don't have to run away from anyone. We become better people, and. Uh, like you said, we smile more and we smile to strangers and we make each other's days more beautiful. And uh, I think it's really awesome that you mentioned this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just wish I could thank all these people. Uh, but it would be a bit strange if someone smiled at me and I said, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I, sp- I suppose you thank, you thank them in a way, don't you, by, well, smiling back and saying good morning back. But then you take that to the next stranger who's walking along, who perhaps isn't smiling or isn't looking very happy. Then, then you know, I know it's my turn to smile at them and say good morning. And then perhaps they will take it on exactly. to the next person. So it has a, a sort of a chain effect. Yeah. And also saying it, um, saying thank you within yourself. I think that that's, that's great as well. I also, um, wrote a short article on, uh, feeling gratitude when you say thank you, because thank you, saying thank you is a, a social norm. Like we, yes, we, I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, saying this is like, okay, you, you just say thank you because you have to say thank you because this is how, how it goes in society. But when you actually give yourself the time and the permission and, um, the awareness to actually feel the gratitude when you say thank you, it's an amazing feeling. And I recommend this to you and to our listeners. It's really awesome. Mm, yes, that was a really interesting piece that you wrote. <laughs> thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm trying to absorb it. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Because when you actually do what what you said right now, that you observe it and you you get to do it in your own life, the the ripples ripple effect is amazing. Mm, yes, and it's that same idea, isn't it, of reframing something? So reframing, thank you, because it's it's the same thing, really, isn't it? But then reframing it so that it it's sort of slightly different and more more of an expression of gratitude. Totally, totally. So. I absolutely loved our time together, um, and I I want to, our listeners to to know more about you and mo- know where to find you or where to contact you. If you can say a few words about that, um, well, they can go to my website, which is www. annabelleabs a n n a b e l a b b s dot com, and that's my uh, website uh, for my 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 novel and my writing, my journalism, or they can go to the blog that I do with a friend, which is called um, www.kaleandcoco.com. And that's full of their latest research uh, and, and various recipes for things that you can do and eat to ensure that you have a long and healthy and happy old age. That's awesome. Um, thank you very much for being here with us and for sharing your, your experience. Um, I, I also, one more thing I wanted to talk with you about, um, did you see any, uh, relation? So I, I've seen this, so I'm asking to see if you have seen, seen it as well between health and gratitude, like, um, how you, how you manage to feel grateful when you're, uh, feeling more or less, uh, healthy. Uh, do you mean how it's, how it's helped me to feel healthier? Yes. And uh, if like when you, uh, I don't know, you've eaten something that uh, doesn't feel really good or something, I'm I'm talking about minor health issues, not something that you, you, you need to go to a hospital to, uh, for. Minor health issues. Um, well, I haven't had any. So I haven't been able to say whether uh, gratitude has helped with that, but it certainly did possibly help me recover from my head injuries. Um, but I don't know because it, I wasn't, I, I didn't do it without the gratitude. So I, I can't, I can't say for sure. Uh, but it made me feel better about my recovery. I felt my recovery was, was, um, perhaps progressing more quickly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of the research, a lot of the research, which has been done, uh, you know, done properly under the uh, proper, uh, sort of research circumstances, um, does seem to suggest that people do feel physically better and one of the interesting things was that people who feel grateful and and particularly people who, who practice gratitude before they go to sleep they sleep better they have a better night's sleep so i think that's um i think that's a very interesting finding for people who for insomnia all insomniacs out there it's just something you can try totally and uh, what i wanted to share was my experience regarding eating healthy um, oh yes let's hear so uh I've experienced and I've found out that the healthier I eat, the easier it is for me to feel gratitude and to feel grateful. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, it's really interesting because um, I, I, ha- I am in a better state and uh, I don't have all kinds of, uh, I don't know, aches and pains that might, uh, might take my attention actually. And by feeling better and eating healthier, it's much easier for me to, to feel grateful. And uh, that's why I, I asked you, I was thinking uh, 
whether or not you've tried this. So when you ate something that wasn't as healthy or ah. for a while, you, you were eating something that wasn't as healthy and eating healthy. So this, is, this has been an experiment that I did in, in my life and I saw that it's, it makes a, a big difference. Oh, that's really interesting. So you see, you see uh, good or oh, oh, healthy, wholesome eating sort of moving alongside your, your practice of gratitude in your life and each one, feed, so you feel more grateful because you eat well and you eat well because you feel more grateful. And yeah, exactly. Of, it's, it's a virtuous circle. <laughs> a virtuous circle, yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds fantastic. I like the sound of that. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I might um, write about that. I'll write about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So um, this is something that you could try and our, our listeners can try mm. and see how it goes. Because in my experience, it, it has worked extremely well. So um, the, the one uh, supports the other and it's yes. really beautiful when you get them going. Yes. Oh, I really like the sound of that. Yeah, I'll, right. do, I'll do some research and see if that's um, statistically the case. <laughs> All right. Perfect. I'm, I'm happy with that. So, um, thank you so much for, for being here with us and, uh, for accepting my invitation. It has been great having you here. Um, don't forget gratitude, uh, seekers, uh, to go to Annabelle's website and check her out, check her, um, writings. She's awesome. Um, thank you once again for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.